Introducing the Champion, podcasting out of the red corner. This man is a mixed martial artist. He stands five feet eight inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, fighting out of cool down Connecticut, presenting the host of Cool Down with AC and the reigning, defending, podcasting, heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony AC Coppola! What's up? What's up? What's up, baby? I'm back. And some of you out there thinking, what the hell is Cool Down with AC? Cool Down with AC is where it all began, baby. And I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back to Retro Mania here. I'm bringing it back to Cool Truth Podcast Productions. Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. Cool Truth Podcast Productions. I'm AC Daddy Cool. What is up, everybody? I'm solo. And that's why we're calling it Cool Truth. I've been wanting to bring this back. It's at my heart. It's where I started. And I figured it was pretty cool since I'm doing a solo show tonight to just call it Cool Down with AC. So whenever I come down, whenever whenever I come on with you solo, I could be like, Cool Down with AC. Plus, I have a really cool entrance that was recorded by Bruce Buffer. That shit's legit, bro. My brother got it for me for Christmas a couple years ago. Like, it's legit. I got papers. I could put it on YouTube. I could use that shit anywhere. It is legit. And you heard it. I mean, how? I mean, why would I not use that? I mean, I'm asking myself why I haven't used that in a long time. <laughs> but as you can tell, I'm fired up. I got a lot to get to. Um, I didn't expect this to be a solo show. It is. I'm going to get to some NXT. I'm going to get to some AEW Dynamite. I'm going to get to some uh, WrestleMania stuff. Uh, give you a head up, heads up of what we got coming for the weekend, of course. And I, uh, the bulk of the show is going to be something a little different. I am. Uh, I don't know if anybody's picked up on it throughout the time we've been doing Cool Truth uh, Retro Mania guys. Uh, you know, maybe not as much on there because I haven't been doing as much lately. But I'm like this weird. I have this weird thing for TV ratings, and I did this whole thing looking at TV ratings today. So I'm going to get into that because I feel like it plays into what I really want to talk about tonight. And watching as much wrestling as I've watched this week, it's kind of dawning on me 
that we are at a interesting time for pro wrestling. I think it's very interesting. Edwards and I have been podcasting together off and on for a very long time now. And I remember back in 2015, him and I looking at ratings and going, well, it can't fall below a two, can it? <laughs> I mean, a one, could you imagine if it was like a 1.4? What would Vince do if Raw was at a 1.4? I mean, what would Vince do if one of his worst Raw ratings of the year was the week before WrestleMania? <laughs> I mean, what would he do? Well, we got our answers. Our answers are pouring in. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Um, before we get there, I mean, I'm going to I'm not going to spend a lot of time breaking down NXT um only because I think it'll come up in conversation over the weekend and I don't want to be super repetitive. Um Sunday night we are recording right after WrestleMania myself, Hollywood Edwards, the professor, Mr. Whitehouse, and our boy from Pillar to Post, Joe White, will be with us. And a fun fact about that show, it will be on Retromania, as always. Uh, it will be a Cool Truth um, Pillar to Post co-promotion, and it will be on YouTube on Pillar to Post YouTube. So if you're a YouTube person, um, you'll be able to find it there. A little co-promotion we got going on, which should be a lot of fun. And I'm sure some of the NXT was, NXT stuff will come up. So we'll kind of, uh, I think we'll get to most of that there. Um, but I got to say, you know, NXT did a nice job here. Uh, you get two hours on USA last night or Peacock if you don't have USA. Um, decent show. Uh, I don't watch the weekly show. There's not much of a story. NXT to me is a lot like Ring of Honor. I cannot watch it. Then watch the pay-per-views a lot like Impact. I cannot watch it and watch the pay-per-views. Excuse me. Which is quite different from AEW. Because although I am going to take a steaming pile on AEW tonight. And I promise you I am. Because we'll get there. But um, the one thing AEW does is. <laughs> why I keep coming back is. Their weekly show. Although I dislike 80% of what I'm seeing most weeks now. They do have those moments that you feel like if you don't watch Dynamite, you might miss something. And that is one of the things they do very right, which a lot of wrestling companies are not doing right now. And I think a lot of the wrestling companies are doing, going through the motions, getting to the pay-per-views. And AEW kind of books week to week. Do they have long-term storylines? In some cases, yes, they do. Um, I'm not saying they don't. But for the most part, they're booking week to week. Perfect example is Cody and Pentagon. Um you know, uh, the brass ring with uh, Scorpio Sky, and then the the he gets the match, and now he's in a tag team. And you know, you know, you know, you. I mean, we could go through these, we could go through these examples over and over. And as we get into um, Dynamite, I'll I'll get to some of those. But to stick with NXT here a little bit, um, the first night, two hours, uh, Walter and Ciampa stood out for me. I thought it was the best match on the show on Tuesday. Or Wednesday, excuse me. I apologize. The best night on night one on Wednesday. I thought that was the best match. Um, I was really excited for Pete Dunne and Kushida. I thought it was very short. TV constraints, maybe. Uh, I just thought it was very short. Um, it was a good match. Uh, if that match is on a pay-per-view, I think it's ten times better. 
And I think it had the potential to be 10 times better. And I, you know, if a title was maybe attached to it, and you know me, I'm the overkill with these titles, I know. But a, a title attached to Kushida and Pete Dunne could have been um, pretty cool. It could have been pretty cool. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Walter and Ciampa stole it for me. The gauntlet was pretty cool. Um, the tag match, uh, I like that. Um, <clears throat> the ladies matches were good. Uh, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not watching every week. So, you know, bear with me here. That's why I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I don't want to get into in depth, like trying to figure out why they did what they did. Why they go here? Why they go that way? Because if I'm not watching weekly, it's impossible, impossible for me to figure those things out. But all in all, I thought I got two hours of exciting wrestling that was was pretty good um and this is the last week that nxt will be on wednesday night they're headed to tuesday uh starting next week which i thought would benefit both companies but when we get to my rating segment maybe not maybe not and i'm gonna tease this as we go on here because it is it's pretty much why i'm doing this show solo because i wanted to talk about this and you know the boys had things going on and it's it's tough you know when you know with families and everything else and you're trying to watch basically three wrestling shows in two days and everybody's working and all of that thing um i was actually lucky enough to catch all three which was a very was pretty much unplanned uh twist and turns of life made it happen uh, but uh, that's a story for another day. Um, night two NXT, awesome, tremendous, very good. It was on the it was on the cock, and I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to calling this the cock. <laughs> I I still don't know why the cock bought something for a billion dollars that they hate, but they did. And <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, this is this is the world we live in. I mean, they actually bleeped out Kyle O'Reilly saying asshole on the cock tonight. And I'm not. I refuse to call it peacock. It's the cock. And as Conda would say, shout out Conda. He's like, oh, this cock's gonna be a problem, <laughs> dude. That that actually might be the title of this show. <laughs> oh man, it, I, <laughs> this cock might be a problem, and it's gonna. And honestly, I hate to keep segueing myself or trying to segue myself into the ratings talk, which I'm headed for after we break down dynamite. But <laughs> it's, it's, oh man, <laughs> this is this cock for you? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, did you listen? The, the juvenile jokes are just—they're flowing right now. They're flowing. My boys got me going. And the juvenile jokes are flowing, but I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie the cock into it. <sighs> That's what she said, pal. Oh, yeah, pal. Boy, I can't I can't wait to get I cannot wait to get together with the boys. And I'm sure you guys are out there listening. You're like, Jesus, I gotta listen to this motherfucker for like an hour by himself. This is horrible. I, <clears throat> I wish I could take like a poll to see who's the most hated out of all of us. I wonder if it's me. <laughs> I always think about that. I'm like, I wonder if guys listen and they're like, you know, White House is pretty cool. Edwards, you know, that guy, you know, Edwards, he sounds good. He's knowledgeable. And then you got that fucking AC, like pouring cold water on everything all the time. <laughs> and that's just who the fuck I am. Like, I don't know what to tell you, right? You heard the entrance, bro. The champ is here. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, 
I, I listen. I'm fired up tonight. I can't. I, I didn't. I didn't expect to do a solo show, and I, no lie, no lie. And I'm gonna get to the point here. I promise. But I was sitting here thinking about doing this show, and I'm like, what? How am I gonna get like a solid thirty to forty five minutes? And now that I'm talking, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna talk these motherfuckers ear off for like a solid hour, at least, maybe more. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, NXT uh, Takeover Night Two, awesome, awesome, awesome. Loved it. Um, ladder match, very good. Uh, again, not knowing the backstory, I was actually like, "Why is there two titles hanging?" <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> again, not watching the show weekly. I'll do better next time, I promise. But uh, cool, it was a good match. Like, I, it didn't. Not knowing the backstory didn't take anything away from the match for me, which I, I always find that very cool. I really do. So kudos to them. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going to get super in depth with this, but. Uh, the uh johnny gorgano johnny wrestling and <laughs> i'm forgetting names already uh Bron- was it bronson the the big guy he's a big boy he reminds me of a local guy whose name escapes me as well hang on i'm just gonna look this up real quick because i don't want to fuck it up uh hang on hang on hang on i texted it to one of my boys shout out jigsaw Jim McDermott texted it to him. So Bronson Reed, there it is. I knew it was Bronson. Something. Bronson Reed and Johnny Gorgano, fucking awesome. That match was really good. But then he had Carry On Cross and Balor, and and I, as I said on the show last week, and I've said many times, I'm not the biggest Balor fan. Putting a little paint on him and calling him Prince and showing him showing guns, still not feeling it. Carry On Cross is a stud. Who knows main roster, uh, what they do with him. But, the, I mean, he he got held back by an injury, but he is fantastic. The match was really good. Uh, there was a lot of good psychology in that match. I thought that Cross brought out the best in Balor, uh, one of Balor's better matches that I've seen in a while. And I'm just being fair. Like, I've been down on the dude, but he, he, he brought it tonight, and I, I appreciate that. So I'll bring it up and... Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, unsanctioned match. And I got to throw a shout out to my boy, the top talent, the one and only Christian Casanova. He's sitting there. He's got a little, he got, you know, he's got a little security get up by him. My boy was on, my boy was on TV. He was on the cock. And, uh, no, awesome for Casanova. If you, uh, if you're wondering who he is, New England people would know. Um, when, Kyle came out, or when they showed him coming out, <sighs> facing your screen on the right-hand side, which would be Kyle's left, was Christian Casanova, um, and he was in the very middle of the ring, so everything they showed in the middle of the ring, he got a little, he got he got that mug placed on TV, so good for him. I shouted him out on Twitter, he hit me back, shout out to, uh, shout out to the top talent, Christian Casanova, happy to see him in NXT, hope he does big things. But moving on from there, this match was awesome. And I'm just going to throw a little detailed tidbit out there. Because we've talked about these unsanctioned matches with AEW where they're like, the lights are going to go off. And when they come back on, this is an unsanctioned match. AEW has nothing to do with it. And then you have Jim Ross being like, it's a great job by AEW putting this match on. What was the little tidbit 
that NXT did in this match that I thought was pretty cool. I wonder if you're sitting there saying the ref was wearing all black. If you're saying that, then you win the prize because you're right. The ref was wearing all black. Why does that matter? It really fucking doesn't. But why does it matter to me? Because I pick out these things. He wasn't wearing an NXT shirt. Why? Because it was an unsanctioned match. So he had a black shirt on and black pants. And he he was there just to pick the winner. For the most part, he took a bump. Good for him. Um, I might have kept them out of it more than that. So whatever. But the point being is when you're having an unsanctioned match and you have a referee standing there with a AEW or NXT sign on, it looks stupid. So what did NXT do? Oh, my God. They said, don't wear your referee shirt to the win to the ring. Wear a black shirt. Oh, wow. Details. Details. Now, did they go out of their way to make an unsanctioned any other way? No, it was a hardcore match. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. But that was a pretty cool detail. A little tidbit to just sell it a little bit more. So, Booker of the Year, take notes. And I'm not kidding. Take notes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shout out to Pillar to Post. He did a show about how sensitive Khan is. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> anyway... Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole beat the fuck out of each other in this match. Um, They did a lot of shit in this match that I really, (laughs) I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen. When Kyle O'Reilly, basically, this is the finish, and I'm jumping to the finish, because there's just so many things that happen, I can't, like, think of, like, let me pick up this one, let me pick up this one, blah, blah, blah. But Kyle O'Reilly's on the top rope. You have the chain wrapped around the the, the ring rope. Wraps it around his knee, locks it in, off the top row, bang on Cole. Cole does that little gyration, and then you get the pin. Kyle O'Reilly wins. Cole put him over huge. I doubt this is over. Simplistic storytelling. There's such a background story. Very easy story to tell, but very good. Um, Cole is great with these entering psychology. It kind of brought me back to um, Gorgano and Ciampa. Um, Very good. Awesome. I mean, listen, this is what I'd say. If you haven't watched NXT both nights, go watch both nights. It's worth it. It really is. Uh, I didn't cover, like I said, I didn't cover everything. I didn't get into super detail, but I'd go watch it. I'm sure as the weekend goes on, we'll talk more about it. (sighs) But we're going to take a quick, 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 quick break because I haven't played it yet. And I, I don't know. I just feel weird not playing the Dynamite music before I talk about AEW Dynamite. So we're going to we're going to do a little entrance. You're welcome, AEW. And we'll be right back. Cool truth. Cool down with AC. Yeah, baby. We'll be back. You're listening to a Cool Truth Podcast Production. All right, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Cool down with AC, Cool Truth Production. 
Cool Truth Podcast Productions. Excuse me. Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. Here we go. A little dynamite breakdown for you. We're going to blow right through this. And then we're going to get to the theme of the night, which is ratings and what it means for pro wrestling. But uh, (laughs) AEW Dynamite. We kick off, as always, from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, where the fans are 400 feet away. And there's a bunch of wrestlers around the ring. I'm questioning this method. I really am questioning this method at this point. Why not bring more fans in, bring them in the stands, and then that area around the ring, just just empty it out. Just empty it out and let the fans watch. If you have to put the fucking plexiglass up and uh, have them a little bit of a distance away from anybody who's wrestling, I'm, I'm okay with that. But why, why can't we get them closer to the action? That whole bottom area, there's like nobody. I mean, if you notice, when Hangman went up... <clears throat> With the page wisers, as we're going to get the page wisers, as we're going to get to. You had to go like 500 yards into the fucking crowd to find anybody. Very strange. <clears throat> it's, I don't, I don't know. You got live fans. Uh, why, why wouldn't you want them closer to the action? <laughs> Coronavirus, wear your mask. Everybody's wearing a fucking mask. I saw that they all had a mask on. Uh, anyway, here we go. So, uh, AEW Dynamite kicks off, and of course, your announcers are Tony Giovanni, Jim Ross, and Excalibur. Um, the show starts off with number one ranked Hangman Adam Page. So, he's the number one ring for the title. I mean, who knew? Here we go. Number one ring for the title. And he is wrestling... Platinum, Max Caster, my boy. What up, Max Caster? Yo, how about my boy comes out and starts ripping on Biden? And and, and give uh, Bowens credit for slipping down the stairs. He's like, well, hang man, he's slipping. Like, Biden going up the stairs. And then Bowens is falling down the stairs. They did it way better than that little rendition I just did. Hilarious. Hilarious. And then he was about to say something about Hangman blowing him and Bowens grabbed the mic and was like, you can't say that on TNT. Could you imagine if it was on the cock? If it was on the cock, I don't even know if he would have been able to make the Biden comment. Who knows? You never know. The cock, the cock is serious. But anyway, we're on TNT for this one. Um, this match between Hangman Adam Page and Max Caster. Listen, I want Max Caster on TV. I felt they waited too long after a good showing on the pay-per-view to put him back on Dynamite. So I'm happy for the spot. I just thought the match was a little bit long. And can someone explain to me how you get punched in the face with, like, a fucking huge chain, like a Run DMC humongous chain, get punched in the face? And it's not like Hangman had, like, you know, 30 seconds to recover before Caster pinned him. He, like, punched him in the face two seconds, then pins him, and he kicks out. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, the uh, the ending just seemed very like it's like they try to get too cute with everything. Just have a real fucking ending. Like Hangman's the number one contender. We know he's headed back into this story somehow. We'll get there, but um, I, I just thought it could have been you know more well done. And then after the match, Hangman like rubs his face like, "Oh, the chain hurt me." Uh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And I don't know the page wiser thing with the cans. I'm I'm still waiting for him to like smash two cans together and pour it down his throat. Maybe we'll do like three and be like, "Well, Austin did do." It's getting. I mean, you're walking the line now. You're walking, do you? And here's the thing. 
there are things in wrestling you can copy and emulate. Don't go there. AEW, Hangman Adam Page, TNT, Cody, whoever's listening, the dorky bucks, whoever, somebody, and I'm going to get to them also. Please, for your own sake, I'm pleading with you. Do not go Austin Page. Please. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I know, you know, Austin sold more T-shirts at one event than they get viewers, but don't go there. Please. All right, so Page gets the win. I do like the Buckshot Lariat. Shout out Stames. He brought up it's a good move. Yes, it's a great. The Buckshot Lariat's a great move. It was a great move in Ring of Honor when he was a badass cowboy. Now he's like a pussy-ass cowboy that happens to drink beer. (sighs) Okay. So from there, interestingly enough, you don't get, after a pretty long match, we didn't get a commercial break. Um, And we get a uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring waiting for Triangulo Della Morte. And listen, I hope you're listening, White House, because I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm calling you out, bro. I love you to death, but I got to call you out on this on these airwaves. I would have called you on in person if you were on the show tonight because I was totally planning on it. And I'm going to I'm going to call you out for your dirt shit reading. I know. Listen, we we're, we can debate it. We can debate it when you come back on the air. But I'm calling you out right now. Every time Pac is gone for like two weeks, I hear he's in London. He's hurt. He's da-da-da. and then two weeks later, Pac shows up and he looks fucking fine. And it, it's all dirt shit. But why do they keep Pac off air? For I mean, maybe he does go home. I don't know. But it's ridiculous. Re- ridiculous i want to say another word that could get me kicked off these airways probably maybe i don't know it's 2021 you know where i was going uh but we got pack pack so let's get to the good part before we get to the really bad part we got triangle de la morte and i love how ray phoenix has become the leader so i thought and i was like wow ray is becoming the leader I mean, when, when Triangle de la Morte was put together, if you were to tell me Pac was the leader, that would be the obvious choice. And if you were to tell me the second guy was Pento El Zero Elim, or Pentagon Jr., for us to like him, um, was could have been the guy. You would have thought that before Ray Phoenix. And it seems like Ray Phoenix is becoming the guy. And I don't think they're going to win the tag titles. And... There's a big part of me that wants to see Ray Phoenix get a legit singles run. I used to think I wanted to see Pac get it more. And I'm getting to the point Ray Phoenix has just been so fucking good lately that I want to see Ray Phoenix get it. That may just be me. Um, We could, you know, others can debate that, but that's where I'm at. So then we have... Best friends, of course. I mean, of course, we got to have Orange Cassidy walk out first, of course, because they got their big win last week. And now, guess what? The aliens with them, Statlanders, who's part of Best Friends. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and can I say something? And I'm not trying to body shame anybody, but the better that Trent looks, the worse Chucky looks. No homo. But Trent looks like a million bucks, and pff, fucking Chucky T looks. <laughs> I mean, he looked fucking homeless. (laughs) 
And, but did, did Trent like lose his mic skills at somewhere? This promo was fucking terrible. And it was it was bad when Pac grabbed the mic. It was bad when Trent talked. I'm like, this is this this whole spot sucked. It was fucking terrible. And mind you, they're getting a title shot next week. AEW Booker of the Year. They're getting a title shot next week. A title shot next week. And they're 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 talking to best friends. Why? For what reason? If you want to do them and breast friends, do it after the damn title shot. Mother. I almost take the Lord's name in vain. I'm trying not to take the Lord's name in vain. And I almost did. It was a 40 and slip. Almost. We're going to try not to do it, but damn it. Anyway. Does this, I said this to a couple people this week. Nothing on this show makes sense. Ever. Even when things make sense, the overall show makes no sense. And then when you think something's making sense, the next week it doesn't. I'm starting to feel like the pinnacle thing happened by accident. I could be dead wrong. They could have played us all those months. I just don't know because I don't know. Like They, to me, don't have the foresight, especially now. It seems like now they're booking. They're booking. One dynamite to get to the next, to get to the next, to get to the next. And I thought about this, and I was going to crush them for this. Double or nothing's coming up soon. But I'm not going to crush them for this reason. You're about a month and a half out. If they get past the blood and guts match that we were talking about and then book double or nothing, it may be a little quick. But they have enough time. So I'm going to give them a pass. I'm not going to crush them on that. But I don't know why when you have Ray Phoenix and Pac having a title match, a tag team title match next week, we're dealing with a trio situation with Triangle of De La Morte and Best Friends. And I know everybody's going, oh, the trio's titles are coming. They, you could Listen, you could bring 100 titles. Your, your show still sucks. I'm sorry. I, I got to say it. I just got to say it the way it is. It, it, the show's not good. And and they could they could bring a thousand titles, they could bring trios titles, four man titles, six man titles, a hundred man titles. They could they, they could have faction titles. It's not gonna matter until they do something with this show. I'm sorry. <coughs> sorry. after effects of coronavirus, I don't know. I gotta take a sip. I apologize. Hang on, hang on. Jack Apple. We are sponsored by Jack Apple. They just don't know it yet. All right, so moving on from there. Uh, let's see. I got to go through this little note thing or I'll miss something. Um, inner Circle comes out. Now, mind you, no commercial. The Inner Circle comes out first. I don't know. I, maybe there was something cool happening for the live crowd. Why wouldn't you go to commercial, then have the Inner Circle come out? One thing I didn't mention, they opened the show with the Inner Circle driving up in all these expensive cars and walking in. And, you know, the suspend your disbelief, AEW is the best thing ever crowd will probably be like, dude, that was really awesome. Jericho was in like a Lamborghini, bro. And Sammy Guevara was in a Land Rover. And did you see that truck that Jake Hager was driving? It was cool, bro. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, dude, like the pinnacle came in a fucking G5 like two weeks ago. 
right? I mean, whatever. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Anyway, so um, the uh, inner circle comes out. You go commercial. They come back. And, uh, you know, Jericho, he loves when they sing the song. Hey, you sang my song. Yay. I mean, now that he's a heel or a baby, now it's it actually, White might like it now that it, that he's a baby. He probably still hates it because he hates when people sing. But uh, he might like it more that <laughs> Jericho is a baby. And Jericho, and I'm not going to try to recreate all the jokes he said. And they were pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> my jerk off friend. <laughs> When he kept saying it over and over, I was like, you know, Jericho, <laughs> I've been down on him lately, but he's still got it. My jerk-off friend, my jerk-off friend, MJF. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I like my jerk-off friend. Um, And he's cutting a killer promo. And while he's cutting this killer promo, <sighs> something with the production to me was, like, really weird. I almost expected him to, like, it, at parts of these promos, like, say something to each guy, like, Sammy, blah, 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 and then give, like, like put the mic in front of Sammy and let him say, like, a one-liner, put the mic in front of Hager, let him say a one-liner, you know, and on and on, and it never really happened, and he would, like, hit the punchline, and the camera would, like, cut to Sammy Guevara, and it did it to Sammy mostly, and a couple times to Hager, and he's, like, got this goofy smile, and I'm just like, okay, but then when Jericho was really getting into the teeth of the promo and it was getting real and this this is a fantastic promo. You should listen. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. It's really good. The fucking guy is good, dude. The the promo's great actually. <laughs> Except for the fact that AEW can't get their production shit together. Edward said to me that he it it, it clicked in and out like two times. I think it was three or four to be honest with you. It, I don't even know. And I don't know if Jericho realized it because he was just he was in the zone, and I don't know maybe if in the live crowd they in the live crowd it was perfect and maybe that was a TV glitch. Why is AEW having all these production glitches all of a sudden? This is year this is year and a half year two of running shows coming up at Double or Nothing. I don't remember this in the first year. I don't remember this. Um, I mean, I know they taped a lot of shows during coronavirus and stuff, but it seems like the last like four or five months, they've had a ton of like these weird production issues. And it seems like every time it happens, Khan is like quick to like blame TNT. Mm, interesting. Uh, but it's very annoying, especially in spots like that where you're digging the promo and you're really into it. And then it's like, I don't even know what was going on. Do better. I mean, when you listen to the show, you're going to hear some gaffes here or there. It's fucking, you know, we're fans. We're having a little bit of fun, blah, blah, blah. We're not running multi-million dollar promotion here. If we were running a multi-million dollar promotion and we, we had the technical difficulties we've had, I'd be pissed. I'd be I'd be embarrassed. Ugh. And I got to tell you, I know they're doing blood and guts. They're doing it on dynamite. It, it's got to be. You know, TNT's probably putting pressure on them, ratings-wise and everything else. You got to, and I said this a couple weeks ago, you got a damn football stadium at your disposal. Why isn't Double or Nothing in the JAG Stadium with two rings? And, you know, sell as many tickets as you can. I Listen, I don't expect them to get 100000 You're telling me AEW can't draw twenty or 30000 for Blood and Guts in Jacksonville Stadium for their two-year anniversary Double or Nothing show? 
between the pinnacle and the inner circle if they slow burned it a little bit better and didn't fuck it up last week. And they fucked it up last week. <sighs> I actually, I, I listened back to the show last week and uh, there was one part of the show that disappointed me was that part when we talked about the inner circle pinnacle beatdown. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't go after it like I think I should have. I think I think because we did the show a long period of time after Dynamite had happened. I mean, we we're four or five days late on it. If we had done it right after the show, I think I would have went harder, and I think I should have because it was it's it. it well, again, I, I'm not going to say the beatdown wasn't cool. Of course, it's cool. It's great. Yeah, ha ha. Instant gratification. That's all I need. AEW is about. And it, I'm telling you, it didn't. It really ruined the storyline for me. I'm having a hard time with it now. Um, nothing that happened on this show. We'll get to a few more things, but in nothing that happened on the show has got me super excited. Now, are you? Are, am I going to sit here and tell you that I'm not going to get excited about, you know, their version of war games? I am going to get excited about it, but I also am going to proceed with caution. And the reason I'm going to proceed with caution is their fault because I know what happened last time they got me excited about a match when the ring didn't blow up. And that'll be an interesting thing about the ratings we're going to get to in a few minutes. <sighs> Moving on from there. Uh, Dasha backstage with Christian Cage, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I really don't care. We have the... Godzilla vs. King Kong match now in theaters and on HBO Max. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, this match had nothing to do with King Kong. And, I mean, other than the fucking dinosaur bullshit. Um, why, don't, why not just let these guys have a regular tag match? Uh, good to see uh, Bear Country, Bear Boulder, Bear Bronson uh, versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Thought this match was pretty good. Um, I still haven't figured out Bronson and Boulder from each other, uh, but I like I like their work. They're very different than all the other tag teams in AEW. I think they have something there. Obviously, they lose. Uh, I'm still itching for a Jungle Boy singles run. Stop fucking teasing us with this bullshit, you cocksuckers, and just fucking do something with a lot of these guys already. <sighs> And nothing, nothing against Luchasaurus, but man, they got something with Jungle Boy, and uh, I know he's young. They got a lot of time. I get it. I just feel like they they could get him into that mid card pitcher as a single with the fucking oh, and and really, why why why, why did Khan buy the song? Why nobody cares now? It, did that if he didn't buy that song for Jungle Boy specifically, why did he bother? Dork, Booker of the Year, but a very good match. Um, and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy get the wing. Uh, Jurassic Express. Um, I'm sure they got advertising money to call it Godzilla vs Kong. Okay, um, we'll move on from here. <laughs> QT Marshall. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest here. QT Marshall's like QT Marshall. I thought caught a very good promo. I like the fucking I call him the Motor Oil guy because he reminds me of um, Over the Top. You remember Over the Top? I brought it up last week. Arm wrestling. 
Sylvester Stallone. If you haven't seen it, see it. I know we probably have some younger listeners. Do yourself a favor. It's like 90 minutes. Watch it. Over the top. The guy drinks motor oil, then wants to arm wrestle. Looks just like the guy who was standing behind QT Marshall. I don't remember his name. Let me see if it's in this note here. But I really don't remember his name. Okay. All right. So he's got Aaron Salo, Anthony Agogo, and Nick Camerato. And I don't remember which is which. So one of those three guys is the motor oil guy. The other guy is the British boxing guy. I like him too. I'm not going to lie. I want to see I want to see more of them. Uh I was kind of down on bringing another faction in. This is one of the parts of the show that I liked. I don't know why we're going there now bringing all these new guys in. QT Marshall, does he really need a singles program? I don't know. But the, the crazy part about it is I actually freaking like it. I don't know. Let's see Let's see how they do with it. <laughs> I thought it was a good promo by QT. The British guy, they showed him boxing a little bit. Do more of that, please. Thank you. Very good. Huh? Loved it. And I like the motor oil guy. Still don't know his name, but I like him. All right. Moving on from there. Tony Schiavone is on the ramp to interview Sting. We have not seen this before. Can I, I will tell you this. If you're listening to this show right now and you didn't know that <laughs> Snake and Murderhawk were coming out to interrupt them, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to me and you're lying to everybody you've ever known. You knew this was happening. You knew it. We all knew it. <laughs> but as luck would have it, Sting actually, actually talked a little bit. I still don't think it was a great promo. The one thing I will... Like the one thing I liked about this promo is Murderhawk was saying, um, Lance Archer was saying what I've been saying since I don't know a year ago. <laughs> you, you you put him up, you bash him down, and he disappears. You put him up, they bash him down, and he disappears. He was saying it. I'm just like, wow. Does he listen to? Do you listen to the show? I love you. I want you to be number one. I don't know if they're going to do it. I still don't know that they're going to do it, but I love this promo. This part of the promo, the Jake part was okay. And then Sting is like, I agree with you. You're, you should be a main eventer. And you, the Sting's like, the, now all of a sudden, Sting's the motivational speaker for the roster. And we got to do these Tony. Tony wants to go out there and call out Sting so he could say, It's Sting! And then the snow could come and we get. Here comes the snow, and then Sting gets interrupted. It happens every stinking week. Can you be more lazy? But I hope I hope something comes out of it for Lance Archer, and that's all I'm really going to take out of this promo here. I still don't know what's going to happen, but I'm hoping something happens. All right, here we go. Up next, the TNT title match. Oh, Darby's wrestling. He's defending the TNT title. He's defending the TNT title against Scorpio Sky. He's got a rematch. Remember, Scorpio Sky grabbed that brass ring, and then Scorpio Sky had a stalemate with Darby Allen. The next night on Dynamite, or a few nights later, whatever, tax him after the match. We got to go back there, right? So Scorpio Sky gets a rematch. No, that's not what happened. Not what happened at all. There's there's so many up-and-coming guys on the AEW roster. So what are we going to do? We're going to give one of those guys a match. No, that's not what we're going to do. That's not what we're going to do. 
what we're going to do is we're going to bring in J.D. Drake. Well, I mean, why not? We don't have enough guys on this roster. We need to bring in J.D. Drake. Why? Because Darby Allen probably wrestled J.D. Drake and Evolve, and he had a they had a, uh, you know, a feud with Austin Theory and everything else, and here's J.D. Drake. And this is, uh, listen, J.D. Drake, this is nothing against you. I appreciate your work. They don't need you in AEW. <laughs> So here we go. We got J.D. Drake versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. Wasn't the match good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Do I care about it? No, I'm going to move on. And you know what? If you don't care about your title, I'm not going to care about your fucking title. Tell me how you really feel. I am. I am. All right. Let's see. Obviously, Darby won. We get Chris Jericho in the back with Alex Marvez. So... Explain to me, you just shoved my jerk-off friend's face. I, 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 it's funny. I love MJF, but I like the, my jerk-off friend thing. In the toilet bowl last week and threw him into the Pepsi fucking cooler. There was no Pepsi in it, but, I mean, Lisa wasn't Coke because fuck Coke. But uh, anyway, um, so Jericho decides I'm going to wander around without any backup. May, I mean... Makes perfect sense, especially when you want to have a way to bring in Mike Tyson, who they announced was going to be there before the show even happened to pop the rating, apparently. But we're going to talk about those ratings. I promise you we are going to talk about them. Here we go. Chris Jericho gets attacked by the pinnacle. They bring him out to the ring. They're kicking the shit out of him. They set up a table. Wardlow is going to put him through the table. And who comes for the save? Mike Tyson. I mean, this one, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, the Booker of the Year, he had us all fooled on this one. He brought out Mike Tyson to save Chris Jericho. He must have been up all week trying to figure this out. And and he woke up at 2 a.m. one night and said, bam, I got it. He, He probably rolled over. Yeah, who knows? I I mean, I don't know if there was a girl in his bed or he's wearing feety pajamas. I don't know. I don't know the guy's I don't know what the guy does, but either or could be true. And he said, oh, I'm gonna have Mike Tyson save Chris Jericho because it makes perfect sense after seeing what we saw ten months ago. <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you. Mike Tyson comes out, there's eight guys in the ring, and they're all scared of Mike. And somehow, double S Sean Spears, who's the dumbest human who ever wrestled in AEW, apparently, stays in the ring. Oh, my God. And Mike punches him a thousand times. And, you know, next thing you know, now the inner circle who was who was locked in the dressing room with a door that's, you know, thinner than the fucking walls in the room I'm in. And they're, like, throwing things through and bashing it. And I'm like... All right, you're telling me Hager can't just destroy this whole fucking door with one punch right now? <laughs> just get out. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have picked like a room with a steel door to like at least try to sell the fucking thing. Oh god, you 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 fucks have no no attention to detail. This is a kind. Oh, I can afford ten thousand of these doors. He probably has a hundred of them waiting there. 
so anyway so the inner circle comes out and then because you know we gotta it, it, it I'll, I'll tell you this i'll give them credit for one thing at least they didn't pretend like 10 months ago it didn't happen so jericho and mike had a like a little like face to face and then they shook hands and you know the inner circle the greatest thing ever oh mike tyson chris jericho here we go oh great yeah <laughs> sucked i am but i thought this i thought the show was fucking terrible i'm sorry I'm just telling it like it is. We're going to get to the ratings. Trust me. I promise. A few minutes. We're almost done here. <sighs> so, <clears throat> my nose is stuffy. Hmm, what happened? Anyway, uh, Britt Baker uh, was interviewed earlier in the day by Tony Schiavone. Uh, she goes into this whole thing about, um, and I'm paraphrasing, about how the rankings don't matter. <laughs> And it should be on merch sales and ratings demographics. And I was just like, all right, I agree with you. I, I, I'm all in on Britt Baker right now. She's right. Drop the fucking, the rankings don't matter. Here's the only thing I don't agree with. How do you give her a title shot off losing the three biggest matches she's had in the last six months? And her case against it is, <clears throat> sorry i sell more t-shirts i do better ratings i should get the title shot and i'm not gonna lie i agree with her because the rating system sucks fix this broken system brit i'm with you good job so we'll see what happens with all that but i'm with Britt baker on it <laughs> here we go the bunny comes out she's with matt hardy the butcher the blade um, um, she would butcher the blade and we're calling it the Hardy family office. Now I missed that part. Um, earlier in the show, they attacked Darby. I forgot it. Whatever. <laughs> now Darby, Darby's moving on to Matt Hardy, apparently. Um, so the number one ranked, the number one ranked for the women's title, Tay Conti. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Britt's not the number one ranked Taya Conti is. Why? Because Britt lost. But the one she lost to is not the number one ranked because Taya Conti is. You you figure that out. And you and you tell me Britt Baker was wrong. Whether it was whether it was a work or not, she was right. <sighs> so you get the number one ranked Taya Conti with Evo Uno, Stu Grayson, ten and negative one. Can we end this negative one charade, please? Again, I feel sorry to the kid. I'm not trying to be rude or callous or anything else, but it, if you want to run a serious wrestling show, having a fucking 45-pound kid running out all the time, getting in the ring with Taya Conti, hug, it's just weird. It's getting weird at this point. <sighs> so she gets her out. She fight. Now we're trying to do something with the bunny here, right? So what do, what do we do? First real singles match we see her in on Dynamite. Of course, she's going to lose to Taya Conti. Taya Conti wins, maintains her number one contendership, apparently. Um, Cheetah came out, the whole thing. Uh, and the Bunny lost, so there you go. I mean, this women's division. You know, they had a spot uh, in a May. I may have missed it or it may have happened afterwards. I can't remember, to be honest with you, with Jade Carhill. Flex Luger, my girl. I'm dude, I'm fa I'm falling on the train. Flex Luger, I love her. And uh Red Velvet who cut a fucking horrible promo to be honest with you. And uh Jade Carhill, 
Flex Luger, way more of a star than Red Velvet. No offense. I'm sorry. She just is. She oozes stardom, and the other one doesn't. Um, so they're going to wrestle again next week, whenever. We'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't care. Jade Carho better win. If she loses, I'm going to be fucking pissed. But anyway, they did that little spot. But Taya Conti is the number one contender. Okay. I mean, you somebody send me send me at AC Cooldown on Twitter. You send me an explanation. I'll even I'll have you on the air next week. We'll do a cooldown with AC. You can explain it to me, and I, I, we'll we'll rap about it. I'll try. I'd love to hear it. <sighs> All right, so we get to the main event. Um, Don Callis. Of course, on commentary, I didn't. They said he was going on commentary. Then he decided to troll Matt Jackson from outside the ring, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe he's not going to go on commentary." But he did, of course. Like every fucking time, Kenny Omega wrestles. So we got Omega and the Good Brothers first the Bucks and Moxley. Um, obviously, we had the slap with Don Callis last week to Matt Jackson. I was starting to get into the things the Young Bucks were doing. Um. <sighs> The match, this match was really good. I enjoyed it the whole time. They got to the point to the end of the match where the Young Bucks got isolated in the ring with Omega. They did more bang for your buck. They had them lined up for the uh, what? What the fuck are they calling it now? It's like the double, the double V trigger. I forget what they call it. Um, and they were gonna do that to him, and then Matt didn't do it. Moxley got pissed and yelled at him. They went to do it again, and Matt didn't do it again. And I'm like, wow, I'm kind of digging this baby face. They're, you know, they're really selling off the baby face thing. And of course, we get to the point where they super kick Moxley, turn on him. They end up super kicking him again, and they're hugging and kissing fucking Omega and the Good Brothers already. As always, they botched and ruined the entire story, as they always do. Um,. I mean, I still think Hangman's going to be interjected into this thing at some point, but would there have been a better way to do it than have Hangman be the guy who saved the Young Bucks at some point? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I, th- I feel like they're going to do the same goofy, dorky, terrible bullshit with Hangman. I don't know. Um, I almost wish that Moxley would fucking destroy Omega and just take the fucking title back at this point. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, although I wasn't, Moxie was kind of weird in this match. I've been kind of digging him lately. Uh, Eddie Kingston ran out, got beat down again. Um, I don't know. Uh, not great with the champ again. <sighs> we'll see. There's a lot going on there. You have his stuff with Impact. Uh, Hangman, number one contender. Still a feud with Moxley. So he's got a lot going on. Uh, but the Young Bucks, is it, this, is, this is just what we're going to get. I guess this is just what we're going to get. Um, and so I'm guessing that Phoenix and here's the thing though, the young bucks are heels now, obviously, cause they got booed out of the fucking building after they did this, which if they want to be heels, they, they accomplished it. So kudos to them for that, but they're defending the titles against triangle of Della Morte next week, at least two parts of the three version with Pac and, and Ray Phoenix, who is a heel tag team that was getting booed because they were out there with best friends. So you explain that to me. You try. Thank you. Booker of the year. We'll move on. AW dynamite. Okay. Uh, well, so I wanted to get into this ratings and I'm just going to segue right into it here. Um, cause I actually did. It actually took me a little bit longer to go through that than I thought it would. <sighs> Man. 
And I will touch on Mania after, but we're going to do the ratings quick here first. And I brought this up because a friend of mine said AEW got crushed in the ratings. Mm. Yes and no. Yes and no. So the overall number, which this is, it's these numbers are kind of, usually you take like that overall number and you're just like, wow, that's the number. So NXT was... 768,000, which I thought it'd be more for NXT. And AEW is 688,000. I thought it'd be, I, honestly, I thought AEW would come in where NXT did, and I thought NXT would be up in like the 900,000s. So this is not a good rating for either one of these companies. But if you go to um, the breakdown, I'm just re- let me make sure I have the right one here. Uh, yeah, April 7th. In the. In the demos, the ones that these guys find important for advertising and everything else, they always talk about the 18 to 49P. AEW was a .28. NXT was a .22. So AEW, wrestling-wise, won, won the demo. They were number five on the night uh, in cable, and NXT was 11. <sighs> AEW, and I know this because I've been watching this for a long time, was doing 40s, high 40s, bad, bad weeks. They were 0.3 something, and they're they're 0.28, right? That's bad. In the male M, 18 to 49, they're 0.38, which is basically where they used to be in P or better. So I found something interesting. And the P, 18 to 34, which is an important rating for them because you're talking about that's how, you know, it's the P, 18 to 49, yes, advertising, but the P, 18 to 34 is how, you know, these are the younger fans we're going to keep. They're not the old fogies like us. Not that we're that old, but we're older than 18 to 34, the guys on this show anyway, or these shows that we do. And to put this into perspective, they did a point one five. When everybody went ballistic, Brian Alvarez, Meltzer, they all went crazy because AEW Dynamite beat Raw for one week, and it would actually they were actually different weeks. But the Wednesday version of Raw beat the next week's Monday version of or the Wednesday version of Dynamite, excuse me, beat the next week's version of Raw. And it was like a point three two, and Raw did like a point three zero, and everyone's like, "Oh, they beat Raw!" Blah blah blah. In that one demographic, think about this for a second. They're at a point one five. I mean, that's less than half. The only demographic that NXT BAW in is still plus fifty. You explain that to me. I have no idea, and I'm guessing that's where their viewers came from. Um, but uh, NXT in that rating was a point one zero. These guys are not doing good with the 20 year olds. <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, listen to each his own demo God. Um, and I pulled up the previous week. So this was the 31st of March. AW dynamite finished seventh with a, with a 0.26, which was Did I read this right? Yes. 
which was 0.26. So their ten their 18 to 49 P from the week before was lower than this week's, although their overall rating was a little bit higher. Well, their overall number was about 700,000. <laughs> so the Mike Tyson thing didn't work. Their rating is starting to hover around 700,000 and they're dropping in all their demographics. And, and the fucking con, the owner, the promoter, the booker of the year is out here taking fucking bows. Why? You're not doing good by any, by any, by anything you want to go by. I I'll listen, I'll go further. I'll do a whole fucking show on this. They're not doing good. They're losing ratings. They're losing they're losing people in demographics. They're losing people in the overall rating. They haven't done great ratings since the fucking exploding ring fiasco. I'm wondering what that pay-per-view guy is going to be. Double or nothing. I don't know. If they don't get a big pop for they better get a huge pop for blood and guts, or I think they're in a little bit of trouble here. Um <clears throat> NXT Um that week on the 31st. Which, believe it or not, NXT ratings have actually been going up on uh, on Wednesdays, and they're moving to Tuesday. So that may actually help them. They may they may actually make out on this deal more so than AEW. But uh, hang on, let me. Uh, uh, shit, I thought I highlighted it. Uh, NXT, hang on, let me find it. And this would be all right. So this was from the thirty first. I told you number seven overall, AEW, 0.26 in the in the eighteen to forty nine P, point three eight in the male, and and the, and here's another one, eighteen to thirty four P, which is again that rating that everybody went crazy about, and then beating Raw that one time, point one two, point one two, they were point three two when they beat Raw. <sighs> That's fucking bad. NXT. That NXT last week on the 31st had a 0.13. So they beat AEW in that demographic. They were 0.21 in the uh, 18 to 49P, the advertising one. And they got crushed in the 18 to 49M. But they won in the, in the female and they won in the plus 50. <laughs> so... If anybody's listened to us in the past, and I don't mean to bore you guys with this stuff, but I just found this very interesting of how bad these ratings are getting. Wrestling is losing ratings, not gaining. It's getting worse. And I and we don't see them doing a lot of things to make these shows better, and this is why I bring it up. And I know it's been a big theme of the show, and it's probably going to seem like I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I really wanted to... like hit home and I know you guys are watching I know you're listening to the show we love you for that but it, if if you got 2 million viewers on a Wednesday night we would probably get 7 times the listeners we get too so it's it's a trickle down effect could it be because there's no indie wrestling coronavirus I don't know could it be because everything's open up and people just want to get out of the house and the weather's getting nicer on the northeast and you know I I don't know but <laughs> these ratings are they're very interesting and they and they and they pose bad for they pose bad for AEW. And, you know, NXT, I don't know if Vince really cares about it, to be honest with you. So, I mean, this is AEW's bread and butter. They're putting a lot into it. Is this why they're doing Blood and Guts on, on Dynamite? Is TNT saying to them, hey, say, your fucking ratings are slipping. You better do something. Is this why they 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 uh, slingshotted this pinnacle and, and uh, inner circle thing? 
to the point where they want to get the blood and guts so fast to kind of help the ratings. Is that the reason? Is that the reason why Mike Tyson was there last week? Is that the reason Mike Tyson's there next week? Is that the reason we don't get a, a consistent show and they're just throwing shit at the wall all the time? Is that the reason? I mean, you make your own conclusions. And and to be fair, I'm going to do Raw here. And this was interesting too. So Raw's ratings, and uh, I'm not going to bore you with the numbers, but I'm going to tell you this, were better the week before their go-home show for WrestleMania. They were very similar, but they were better the week before. And I found that very interesting too. And here's the thing. These are over the night, oh, over the night, overnight cable ratings. They calculate, <clears throat> they calculate the DVR, as far as I know. And the reason why I'm gonna, I, I brought this up tonight and then wait till the weekend is SmackDown's on, SmackDown's on national TV on the Fox network. It's a different, it's not a fair comparison, so I don't even want to bring it up. It's really not. Um, and then when you look at what Mania did, we're not going to know because it's Peacock. We're not going to know what night two of NXT did because it's Peacock. That's the one thing, and we see this with the UFC too. They only seem to release it when it's really good, <laughs> and they want to brag. And then the other times, you don't really know. And, and even when they're bragging, they, do you know what's true? They, you know, it's just it, it, with these streaming services, you know, uh, you often wonder why there's not a lot of advertising on them, thankfully. But the reason there's not a lot of advertising on them is because they're probably not very honest with their numbers. And, you know, I brought up earlier me me and um, Edwards talking about ratings way back in the day, 2015. And just to put it into perspective before we get into a few things about mania here. And then I have a, I have a very special surprise. And this one's for DJ Stames. And uh, I'll explain it to you when I get to it. But uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to embarrass myself, but I'm going to fucking go for it. Fuck it. Um, but either way, uh, these ratings, when, when Edwards and I were talking about that back in 2015, I mean, you're talking about Raw was doing threes consistently, sometimes fours. Go home show for Mania, five. Nights after WrestleMania, five, six, seven. When they, when they would go to a two, we were like, oh, my God. Did you believe they went? We were like shocked. They, dude, Vince has got to do something. They're in a two. He would fucking do a cartwheel if Raw hit a fucking two consistently now. They were one fucking point four lately. <laughs> the wrestling ratings aren't great. And don't give me the, well, you know, it's, if, you put, if you put NXT and you, and you put Dynamite together, it's, it's basically the same rating as Raw. Okay. And what? It still sucks. It sucks. Yeah, okay, they're up there in the cable, and that's why they're getting deals and everything else, and people are watching TV differently, and not as many people are watching cable TV. I get all that. But the trend in wrestling is not good, and that's what my point is. And and basically, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. (laughs) And I hate to say it, a lot of it's just not that good. Now, there's some things I like, and I like to... I, honestly, I do the show because I love to talk about wrestling, whether it's good or bad. I really do. And if it sounds... <laughs> I hate to say it this way, and I probably have never been totally honest about this, even though it's cool truth. I almost enjoy it sometimes when it's bad because 
I feel like I have more to talk about. <laughs> I have more of the crush, and I well, and I almost like I love the egg on White House, so it, you know it makes it easy. <laughs> but anyway, um, looking at WrestleMania as we go down to Pike here, and once again we'll have a uh, we'll have a post show. Myself, Edwards, White House, our boy Joe White, Pillar to Post that'll be on Retromania Wrestling Podcast Network. You know, on all the uh, podcasting uh, situations there, and it will also be on YouTube on the Pillar to Post YouTube. So, you guys check that out. But before I get to my uh, self embarrassing moment, just to have a little fun with DJ Stames, I wanted to um, talk about Wrestlemania quickly. And something I noticed when I was going through the cards here. Uh, so, match-wise, on night one, you have Lana and Naomi versus um, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot versus Natalia and Tamina. And... <laughs> I mean, does every company's like doing this kind of thing now, and they just did this with NXT too, but whatever. Tag team turmoil. Winners receive a WWE tag team championship match on night two. Okay, whatever. I, I really, this match does nothing for me. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. You know, um, two former RH guys. I think this match will be pretty good. Kind of a singles grudge match. It's been building since the Elimination Chamber. Um, was it the Elimination Chamber I'm thinking of? I think so. I can't even remember. I've watched so little. I'm, I watched like three shows of WWE lately, so I'm trying to like remember. But yeah, I think it was something in the because uh, it was uh, Daniel Bryan, Claudio Castano. No, it wasn't even in the Elimination Chamber. Um. Because it was the other ROH guys. Was Seth in it? I, dude, I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember. Either way, grudge match, ROH guys. You're laughing your balls off at me. I'm laughing at myself. Uh, but that match, I think, would be pretty good. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage. Count me out. Like, I'll watch it, but I don't give a fuck. Um, tag team match. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles and uh, Amos. I mean... Poor AJ. I'll move on. Bad Bunny. <laughs> I mean, I, I just read that. I really did. And Damon Priest versus the Midge and John Morrison in a tag team match. I'll move on. Poor Priest. And you know what? Poor Miz and John Morrison, too. This is goofy fucking bullshit. Now, mind you, I just read most of the card to you. All right? So, I mean, it's WrestleMania. We always get excited, and I, I'm not trying to dump on them. But, okay, here, you know, Bobby Lashley. With MVP versus Drew McIntyre. Singles match for the WWE Championship. This match will be great. I'm totally looking forward to it. All in on it. Let's go. Sasha Banks for Bianca Belair for the women's title. I could take it or leave it. It'll probably be a decent, decent match. I'm okay. But I'm looking at this card right here. And basically, if you just gave me Bobby and Drew and Cesaro and Seth, you could leave every, every other one of those matches off the card and I wouldn't mind. Night two, <clears throat> and this is where I, this is kind of where I'm going with this. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus the winners of Tag Team Turmoil. Okay, don't care. Riddle, uh, the U.S. Championship versus Sheamus. 
I'll watch this match. I think it'll be different. I think or different. I think it'll be decent. Um, I'm not the biggest Riddle fan. I wish he'd put something on his feet. I don't like the fucking, you know, pothead, doofy shit he's doing. Uh, I hope Sheamus punches him in the face, but he'll probably win. All right. You know, it, it's a grudge match. There's a title involved. Okay. I could live with it. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Logan Paul. I mean, I don't know why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn need Logan Paul. I really don't, especially like this version of Sami Zayn, which is fucking hilarious. And both those guys could go. They've known each other forever. Again, ROH connection, the whole thing. But we got Logan Paul involved. Um, I, I This match is good. I'll look, I look forward to it. Big E and Apollo Crews. Um, I don't hate it. I think the match will be pretty good. They've had some. They had the good match on the last pay per view. I think it'll be decent. Um, this is probably going to be Apollo's coming out party, I would think, and uh, maybe Big E, even off a loss, comes out shining, kind of like what happened with Bobby last time. I hope because I'm hoping for bigger things for E. Or e I'm gonna say EC3 for Big E. <sighs> the Fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Um, I'm going to just hold judgment to see what they come up with here. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I don't care. Uh, and this is nothing against the women. I just, I haven't watched a lot and I don't know like all these backstories and I don't know that there really is a backstory here. I don't, I mean, both of them are pretty good. I think it'll be an okay match. Um, but I'm just not that into it. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. I wish it was just Reigns and Edge. Daniel Bryan's in it. I think it'll be good. I think Daniel Bryan's in it for a reason. I have a funny feeling that Edge is going to win this thing or Daniel Bryan's going to win this thing and they're going to pin one or the other. And that's how somebody wins and they take it off Reigns and then Reigns is pissed and goes after whoever has it or whoever lost. So maybe they're on to something. But what I noticed with this is you could have condensed this into one night and got it done in like four hours. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on here that I don't know that it really needs to be there. And I'm looking at this roster and, you know, I know there's a lot of good guys on it, but the way this, the way these cards are constructed, it's a no wonder why the rating sucks. This isn't great. I'm not trying to put down WrestleMania. I'm going to watch it too. It's WrestleMania. We always watch WrestleMania, but I just, I mean, am, am I supposed to be like super excited about this? I'm, I'm not. I'm excited about WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania, but Whew, this is pretty freaking bad. Like I, I thought it was gonna I thought I was gonna look at something that was a lot better. That's kind of where I was going with that. But um <laughs> Oh man. I mean it was kind of a downer. Um again, I haven't been watching weekly, so I'm not super uh into it. And that's probably <laughs> the reason why. <sighs> but man. This could be a bad me. Like if we're sitting here Sunday shitting on these two nights, I, I'm I'm to the point where I would not be shocked. I also read that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing. It's not on the pre-show. It's on SmackDown. I could be wrong about that. I think I read that somewhere. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not I'm not big on pre-shows anyway, and I probably won't watch SmackDown, so I probably won't see it. No, it is what it is. I didn't watch the Hall of Fame. That's why I didn't bring it up. Uh, nothing against everybody that goes in the Hall of Fame. I just find that show fucking boring to tears. The speeches are too long. There's too many of them. They should do like five people a year and say like you have 15 minutes. <laughs> because some of these speeches, or, or like you, you all got 15 minutes and whoever the headliner is, you get 30. 
uh, it is that show just bores me to tears. It really does. I, I hate to say it, and probably people out there are like, "Yeah, you're fucking crazy." It really does just bore me to tears. I'm sorry. It really, really does. So what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna we're gonna get out of here. But before we do, DJ Stams was having a little fun with me a couple weeks ago about a specific song and this dude who sings it amazing and he's going to sing it way better than you're going to hear in a few seconds here. But I'm going to do a little version of karaoke here on Cool Down with AC for DJ Stames, but you all get to listen so you could have a little laugh at my expense. And, uh, you know, this is this is just coming. There's no, I'm, I promise you, this is not edited. I'm just going to go for it. And we're going to have a little fun with it. And you guys can make fun of me. And I just I just think it's cool because we were joking around about this. And he probably forgot about it already. He has no idea I'm doing it. And, uh, yeah, I just want to have fun with it. So uh, here we go. And now the end is near So I face my final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case From which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again too few to mention I did what I had to do saw it through without exemption I planned each chartered course each careful step along the byway and more, much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off More than I could chew But through it all When there was doubt I ate it up And I spit it out I faced it all And I stood tall And did it my way I've loved I've laughed and cried I've had my fill My share of losing and now as tears subside I find it all 
so amusing to think I did all that and may I say not in a shy way oh no oh no not me I did it my way for what is a man what has he got if not himself then he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels the record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Ah, Stames is loving this. AC baby. You never know what you're going to get. Yes, it was my way. Cool Down with AC. Cool Truth Podcast Productions. Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. See you this weekend. Nighty night, everybody.